0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly here on 670 The Score. I'm Steve Cashel, Chicago Bulls radio host and your co-host for Sports Medicine Weekly, along with my co-host here at SMW. It is Brian Cole. Dr. Brian Cole is the orthopedic surgeon for Midwest Orthopedics at Rush And the head team physician for the Chicago Bulls, co-team physician for the Chicago White Sox, Doctor Cole. How are you this morning? Doing great, Steve. Great to see you. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, I want to get this going uh, this morning, talking about uh, advances in regenerative medicine to repair damaged tissue. Um, Something, no? That's how long has that been around? We think about uh, doing these type of uh, uh, clinics and things. You know, I would say this: there's in the last. Novel technology
1: that was approved by the FDA in this space was around 1994. That's how difficult, you know, you and I talk about these topics of new emerging technologies, things that have to go through the FDA, clinical trials and so yeah. forth, that it's such an arduous, slow, expensive process. And truly the last surgical solution that was approved by the FDA goes back to the mid-1990s. So we have it's been around for a while, but we've had nothing new. So that's the thing that we've been so interested in at Rush with my colleagues uh, is investigating sort of this bench-to-bedside concept where we say, hey, here's a problem in the office. Let's try to find a solution for it. We take it to the laboratory, and then we bring it back to bedside, as we say, to offer solutions. So this is one of the most challenging, vexing areas that we have in orthopedics, and that's arthritis or limited areas of arthritis that otherwise – are in patients that are just too young to have a knee replacement. So they just have this, they're in this middle zone, this gray zone, they're often mm-hmm. very, very young, but you're not going to solve it with a knee replacement. So these are techniques to regenerate new cartilage. That's what we're
0: most interested in these days. And so they're products, right? Products that you use to repair cartilage defects in yeah, the Yeah, I knee? mean, I
1: guess, you know, for all, it, it's a it, product sounds almost diminutive for what we're really doing, but these are biotechnologies. So for example, you know, I'll, I'll, there's one really interesting one. There's a company called Asculop, which is, has really historically been an amazing instrumentation company, but has developed a technique where we biopsy cartilage. So I would take, for example, I think you mentioned when you were younger, when you're 12, you had a chip in your knee, right? Yeah. So, chip it, bone in my knee. Right. Yeah. So it's typically cartilage that's missing. So you have this hole. I would go arthroscopically into your knee. I would biopsy or take a small sample of healthy cartilage. We would send it to a laboratory. And what this company will do, it's a, it's a, this is a product called Novacart 3D where they'll actually grow the cartilage, right? They can grow the cells, help them divide, become cartilage cells, mature cells, chondrocytes, Whoa. on a membrane. And then the membrane is shipped back, say, four to six weeks later. And through a very small incision, we implant that in the area that's defective. And that starts to grow much like your own cartilage. So it's like a hair transplant, if you will, but a very, very high-tech procedure. And we're one of the few sites in the country. It's a multi-center trial, as we call it, of patients who are uh, uh, meet certain specific criteria to become part of a clinical trial like this. So, Asculop. That's the name of the company. This, this particular technology is... Uh, uh, from uh, all of the technology developments come from a company called Aesculap
0: founded in 1867 in Germany one of the most respected manufacturers of surgical instruments in the world that's that's wild really they're like they're back.
1: like a swiss watch company in yeah. terms of instruments they're you know they do they've they make cutting instruments and other things that we use even in the area of cartilage repair and and um, their their technology is amazing the engineering is amazing this is a little different foray for them in that it's all it's biologics, which is something that we're all interested in, is how to find these biologic or regenerative solutions to, as I say, a really difficult problem. In this case, we're trying to regenerate damaged cartilage, typically in the knee, but at some point, we'd love to be doing this in other joints, because other joints are often afflicted as well. Why do you start with the knee? The knee is um, probably the most common in terms of why someone would present with um, pain or dysfunction in association with a cartilage problem. You know, we see a lot of issues in the hip, for example, but typically when pr- patients present in the hip, it's, it's later stage and associated with high grades or high degrees of arthritis, and they're really too far gone to consider techniques like this. The thing about the knee is that while there's a lot of this cartilage problem going around, you know, many people have it and don't know it. The flip side is many people do know they have it, but it isn't always advanced disease that is otherwise only relegated to get a replacement. So these are patients with limited cartilage disease. So, for, for example, in this clinical trial, we're typically dealing with patients over the age of 18, uh, upper limits somewhere around the age of 50-ish, and they have to be otherwise healthy, and they often have one area of cartilage loss that we need to treat, but it's causing havoc for them. It causes pain. It causes swelling. They've given up lots of activities, and they've typically tried other things that have failed. That's sort of the ideal patient uh, for a trial like this, this Novacart 3D.
0: So I'm thinking, Dr. Cole, I, I hear of cartilage that make up different uh, structures of the body, like the nose and the ear, and then you've got other uh, cartilage that acts more like a shock absorber. Is that right? How many different types of cartilage are there? Yeah, there's lots of
1: different types of cartilage. There's elastic cartilage. There's fibrocartilage. There's hyaline cartilage. These are uh, There's fibrous cartilage. There's all there's a meniscus cartilage that you're, you hear about these meniscal tears. So this is typically highland cartilage. So think about a chicken bone at the end of our, at our, at our joints, there's that white glistening cartilage that covers our bones. And when it's intact, it tra- it helps to share load. So the load that from impact and activities isn't transferred to the bone. Sure. And it prevents swelling and achiness and those who have lost that cartilage can predict weather change and barometric pressure change and their joints swell, and it gives them sharp pain and dull achiness, and it, it could be a miserable experience. So when it's normal and healthy, you know, patients sort of ambulate, do their thing, and participate in activities and don't acknowledge it. But when there's areas that are lost, then the symptoms that typically come about are swelling, weight-bearing pain, and, and things of that nature. So that's the kind of patient that is, is, is potentially a candidate for these emerging regenerative damage repair type technology.
0: Dr. Cole, do you think this biological tissue repair is what we're going to see as a continued uh, healing uh, approach?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, typically we would love to get away from metal and plastic. Uh, There are limitations to joint replacements. The big problem is, you know, as we age, we're getting a group of highly active patients that really would love to stay away from a joint replacement, and certainly there's always going to be that group of patients that present late enough that have just too much arthritis that the techniques that you and I are speaking about will not be amenable to. So a joint replacement is an awesome operation, but you put it in a person who's still would otherwise like to be active, doing impact activities. Maybe they want to run. Maybe they're you know doing triathlons. Maybe they're doing you know some impact activities. The problem is if you put metal and plastic in, it has a finite life. So we're looking for these solutions that not only treat the younger patient who wants to stay highly impact uh, act- related in terms of activities, but would like to go decades before they become. Uh, more age-appropriate for a joint replacement. That's a pretty big population of patients, and right now there's a positive solutions for these people.
0: All right, Dr. Cole, interesting stuff. How do you learn more? Yeah, so uh, I would go to
1: our website. Uh, in this case, you can go to briancolemd.com or rushortho.com, and it lists all of our ongoing clinical trials. And, look, that's a big part of our focus. We're trying to find solutions for some of the most challenging problems that otherwise have been uh, 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 proposed perplexing for physicians, and really problematic for our patients. All
0: right, we're going to take a break here on Sports Medicine Weekly. When we return, we're going to visit with Dr. Gina Sergio. She is a board-certified chiropractor and also specializes in functional medicine and also a board-certified nutritionist. Talking about... When fatigue is not resolved by more sleep, the difference between fatigue and being sleepy. I want to get Dr. Cole's vision of that because I know he goes 24 7 quite often. Also, ask him about how he sleeps at night, and I'll share my thoughts as well. Hopefully, you'll find it interesting. It is only Sports Medicine Weekly, only on. 670, the score.